Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumpacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Total Screamers podcast. We're back with the Champions League edition, and today I am joined by Jed. Say hello, Jed. Hello, mate. How's it going, bud? All right? Not too bad. Thank you, pal. And we're Yourself? also joined by Paul. How are you doing, Paul? Hey, Jake. How's it going? Yeah, good. I'll answer both of you. I'm, both, I'm very well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, boys, we'll start Man City, uh, Man City Dortmund, and I think the highlight of this game for me, or the low light for Judd Bellingham, will be... Judd Bellingham's goal being disallowed. We'll start there. It's the elephant in the room. Uh, it's all everyone's been talking about. Uh, VAR does it again. Jed, we'll start with you because I can see you shaking your head already. <laughs> Mate, I, um, I watched this game. I know you two will have watched the the other game from that night, Real Madrid, uh, Liverpool. I watched the, the City Dortmund game and Dortmund deserved a lot more from it than what they got. And that was like just the the final nail in the coffin for them really because they've been like if you look at the game overall I think a City win probably isn't a fair result I think Dortmund matched them quite a lot throughout the game and that had that that goal stood as it should have done this tie is completely different at this point um, and it could have been a different game after that had it gone in as well so they're really unlucky I, I don't I don't understand why the referee blew the whistle to be honest before the ball hit the back of the net that's the the biggest sticking point for me and I'm sure it is for Dortmund as well because fair enough if you think it's a foul on Edison you know then then let it be reviewed um, but at least let the ball go out of play or let that don't take that away from being a possibility if that makes sense so don't remove the possibility mm-hmm. of it being a goal but that's exactly what he did by blowing the whistle it's an awful decision and I, all the replays will, will clearly show the fact that Bellingham got there first, nicks the ball away from Edison. Edison kicks him, gets fouled. makes, he gets makes fouled, a meal yeah. of it. Yeah, if anything, it's a foul on Bellingham. It's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> but just because Edison made a meal of it, I think that made the referee's mind up. But you've got to let the ball, you've got to let the ball go in, or let something happen there. Like because 
not doing that means that VAR couldn't get involved. That's why they couldn't do it. And it's just like the referee surely should know that. They should know that that's going to be one that needs to be looked at anyway. Yeah, do you it's think awful decision. this is this is to both of you? Do you think that this rule of the the whistle and the referee blowing the whistle before VAR can intervene? Do you think that needs to be scrapped? Because we're seeing a lot of now the referee blowing his whistle and them going, "Well, I can't touch it." So. I, I personally, I think it's a, it's a stupid rule. If, I think if the ref's blown his whistle, um, he might think it's a foul, but VAR should still be able to intervene and say, "Well, that wasn't a foul." Yeah, I, don't I think agree. It was but the I, whistle, though, yeah. was it? Like for this one, it's just he's just stopped play. Like once he's blown his whistle, it's kind of like what? What can he do? Because Bellingham's clean through on goal, so mm. it was just going to be a foul or whatever. Yeah, I, it was just kind of like uh, Jed was completely right, saying like, "Why did why did he blow his whistle in the first place?" It's just what, like what's the worst that can happen? Bellingham <coughs> scores a goal, it goes to VAR, and, it gets, and then it gets disallowed. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, just, it's gonna it was gonna be reviewed anyway. Yeah. But yeah, exactly. So it wasn't like VAR couldn't get involved. It was mo- it was more like so. Say if VAR did get involved, then and then what? What what would they do then? Because he's already blown the whistle to stop play. So what can he actually do once VAR get involved? What would they say? Uh, well, it's not a fa- with, like yeah, it's not a foul. And then with that one. Because he didn't let the ball hit the back of the net, like mm, yeah. that makes it more complicated before like, before yeah. we blown the whistle. But I think yeah, exactly. In, yeah, yeah. To, for for Jake's question, I mean, I I would say it depends on where the ball is in terms yeah. of whether the the whistle thing counts or not. Mm. Because um, if it's if the ball is clearly still in play, if it's been booted back down the other end of the field, then I don't think that VAR should be like. Yeah, I don't think it, I don't think it, I don't think it's the same as like if the ball's about to go over the line, for example, uh, to go in the net. <laughs> like, uh, but under the current yeah, rule, right, obviously, yeah. under the current rule, that that would have been. I think it probably would have been like a drop ball or something, wouldn't it, for Dortmund? Yeah, exactly. or, like, or an indirect uh, free kick or something kick, like that. Yeah, something yeah. like that. But like, it, it needs it needs sorting out because like that is it's just an atrocious decision, really. And it's like the two the thing that VAR is there for to review those kind of decisions and make sure they get them right. Has been completely nullified by the whistle being blown. Like, mm. I, I, it's yeah. what, like what was he thinking? Because it just makes no sense. Like why he could see Bellingham was going to kick the ball in the goal. It just yeah. Like, just it allow it to happen, his, don't you? He's yeah. clearly it clearly just thought it's a foul, isn't he? And he's just going to yeah. But like know. why? What like it's it could not be a foul. And even if it is a like, why does he have to be that certain about it? First of all, and mm. then like you can actually see the opposite happen. Mm. We'll talk about it later, but with Mane going clean through. Like he didn't have the ball, yeah. but in that case, the ball like gets to Courtois' hands. So in that case, you're actually like, okay, the ref could actually blow up the whistle here, and he should give the foul. And then, what's the worst that can happen? It's not a foul, and Courtois still has the ball. Like, there's no, yeah, there's no yeah. difference. Obviously, Real scored from Courtois, but like that's not to be known at that stage. Um, so, so yeah, it's just, it's just very weird. It's just weird that like he, the ref got involved in that case. Yeah, I, I, it was a baffling one for me. I, it, it took it took the shine off when I watched the highlights back. What was, by all accounts, a, a decent game. Um, but as soon as you you said it in the in the group chat, Jed, I mean, I went straight over to the other channel. I was off the Liverpool oh, game. I was, was like, I need like, to see this. This is. <laughs> it was. It was like uh, what, watching it happen. It was like okay, from the TV angle, you couldn't really see whether it, yeah, who got the ball first at real time. But then, yeah. when it, as soon as they showed that first replay, it's like that one angle is all you need to know that that's yeah. not off the foul. It's like, oh, yeah. then the realization kicks in that, oh, they can't actually do anything about that goal now because of what the referees done blowing the whistle. And like Dortmund did, like they were all very confused by it and they were right to be because 
he did nothing wrong, didn't he? He just he got there quicker. Um, I thought Bellingham actually had a brilliant game, to be fair. Like, it's, it's amazing that that lad's only 17 because he plays with like he's a very experienced pro. Like, had mm. a really, really good game. And I thought Dortmund, the whole for the whole game, really, while Man City kept Erling Haaland quite quiet, uh, Dortmund, they still had quite a few chances. Um, I don't think City were really convincing throughout the whole game really in terms of like dominating the, the, the player they did have players that played well like Foden etc but yeah it was a really good game it's definitely still all to play for I think in this tie that's what I want to come into the rest of the game um, obviously <laughs> like we say yeah there was actually a game of no, football okay. amidst just, all this just controversy some, just, just sum it up for you mate you can move on now <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but like you say I think the tie is still very much open uh, and away goal for Dortmund is massive um, I think that was a a bit gutted. I, I do like Dortmund. They're um, sort of my German <laughs> side, if you will. Um, quite a good team, good atmosphere, good fans. But, uh, you know, I thought that they they, they played well. Uh, Royce's goal, it was deserved. They definitely deserved the goal, um, the away goal, especially after the other one being disallowed. Um, but like you say, Jed, Bellingham, I thought, He's such a talent, isn't he? And I don't think there's many better places in the in world football for him to be at than Dortmund. We've seen what they've yeah. done with Haaland and Sancho and the likes of Royce and Goetzer and Lewandowski and Aubameyang and these sorts of players. So it seems to be a place where youngsters can go and really grow and become world beaters. Um, do you see him, firstly, going to the Euros? And secondly, to, to both of you, do you see Dortmund potentially overturning this tie? Oh. Good questions. <laughs> Paul, do you want to answer while I have a think about it? Paul, Jack and Judd Bellingham will go to it. The Euros for England, not that you care. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was my, my first answer was, I don't care about the Euros. <laughs> secondly, um, you you think you'd always back City in these situations, wouldn't you? Like, they're two on up, so they should really go through. But they've, like, capitulated in Europe before. Where it's mm-hmm. at this stage is their boogie stage isn't it yeah I think the fact that there's no fans in Dortmund will help um, I think they're always a big factor like to do a momentum in these sorts of games um, so you definitely I, I don't think Dortmund will um, go through but Guardiola has it in him to do some sort of weird formation or something like that <laughs> and uh, lose it um, he so went yeah. without a recognised striker in this game it's becoming his new like, thing, isn't it? No striker. Yeah, he's gone mm. with like a, a false nine, and it's like you've got to get the job done in in the first leg, really, especially when you're at home to put the tie at to home bed as well. Yeah, uh, I feel like he could have benefited from playing an out and out centre forward a bit more because they had they had a few chances throughout the game, City, but they they just didn't really look as clinical enough. The first goal came off an error from Emery Chan. He gave the ball mm. away. So like without that, again, it's a different game because you couldn't see them really scoring. You know, they they weren't taking the other chances they had. So. I think I think it is all to play for. I don't really want to call it, to be honest. Um, I, I, I think City are in a better position. <laughs> I think City are in a better well, position yeah. um, to because they just have more depth in the in the side, basically. And you know they, they do play good football on their day, but it all depends on how Pep sets them up. Like you say, um, it just shows the strength of depth, though. I mean, look at their bench. They had Sterling, uh, Jesus, Aguero, and Ferran Torres on the bench. I mean. That's absolutely ridiculous for a bench. Um, I kind of forgot about Torres, actually. That's what, uh, yeah, he's sort of one that Still sort of vanished a little bit. One for the but future, very young, isn't he? Yeah, he's yeah. Only, I think he's like 21 or something like that. Yeah. But, um, I mean, yeah. speak back to Bellingham. Um, does he go to the Euros? 
I, I hope so. But <laughs> um, there's there's a number of factors that have to come into play for that, ain't there? In terms of it counts against him that he plays in Germany. I think there's no oh definitely away from it. Like hundred mm. percent. Like when it comes to the England squad, obviously for his development, it's ten times better that he doesn't play in England. But um, yeah, it's just mm. yeah, funny. Like it's not that far, but and there's other ways to see. Like obviously Southgate can't travel, but he can. I've definitely watched the matches, but it just doesn't seem to be a thing. Yeah. yeah, the thing is, I think if he goes to the Euros, I don't think he'll start anyway. Um, yeah, but yeah, I think true. he's a he'd be a good option to have in the squad anyway, just because he's so talented. Good experience really, for him as well, wouldn't it? Yeah, definitely. He really showed like what he's all about in this game as well. Um, he had a hand in the the Dortmund equaliser as well. Um, mm-hmm. Some yeah, nice yeah. football that was yeah. played between him That's and great Ireland. Yeah, like, so he's, he's he's definitely got the talent. Um, it's just a shame we've got so many other talented midfielders, isn't it? It all depends on like what formation Southgate's going to play and you know who he wants to take to cover positions. Do you see the Neville and Carragher debate about it the other night? Yeah, I did. Like, That's why I wanted to ask you. Yeah, it's sort of like, on the back of that. <laughs> it's, it all depends on what, how Southgate's going to set up, and wow. you know. If he if he's trying to pinch positions and all that, as uh, as Neville was putting it the other night, what but shocked it's a really me with both of their uh, squads though is neither of them had Jaden Sancho in it, which goes back to your point, Paul, of playing in Germany, uh, getting overlooked for England. I mean, no Sancho yeah. in either squad yeah, Mace, was absolutely stupid. Mason Greenwood was in the Euros. Mason Greenwood was in Gary Neville's one. It's like, come on, mate. So we know <laughs> he you played for Man United. <laughs> So the key criteria you, for these pundits. <laughs> it's, such, it's so biased towards Man United having Greenwood in there. It's like he scored about two goals all season. He's like, doesn't even start. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't start for United. He's like, I'd sooner have Danny Ings in there like, than Greenwood. Let alone absolutely you know, throwing Sancho in the mix. Like, honestly, <laughs> there are some, there are some parts of it that you agree with, and some parts of it are you like. Nah, what are they on about? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you saw... Moving on, boys. Moving on to uh, a bit of a low one for me and you, Paul. Uh, Real Madrid beating Liverpool 3-1 in not the Bernabeu in a strange-looking <laughs> stadium. Uh, I think it's their B-team stadium, isn't it, that they were playing in. Um, Liverpool, for me, were poor throughout the entire game. Nothing like the side that pulled Arsenal to pieces. Um just lackluster, no energy, a uh, bit of a strange team selection for me as well. Naby Keita starting a Champions League quarterfinal when he's not played for God knows how long. Um, Paul, we'll start with you, mate. What were your thoughts on a, a disappointing night for the Reds? Uh, yeah, it's just same old, isn't it, this season? Like, it's <laughs> they win a big game or they win a game that you don't really expect them to win and then you go into the next game thinking, oh, like we're back kind of thing. And it's not even like we're back. It's just like back to the form of last season, like a few months ago, basically. Um, so, yeah, it's just so disappointing when you know within the first five, ten minutes that oh, this isn't going to be the Liverpool we've come to watch over the past few seasons. Um, and, yeah, like, obviously there was all this talk. Um, I think Damien Duff was on Irish TV before and he was like, uh, there's no Ramos and no Varane. Like, Liverpool are going to hammer them. Basically, just forgetting how shit Liverpool have been this season. <laughs> and obviously... He doesn't watch Spanish football, not that I do, but he definitely doesn't. So, like, <laughs> um, yeah, and then you just, you could tell, like, I'm sure you're the same, Jake. You could tell within the yeah. first 15 that it wasn't going to be, it wasn't going to be like 3 0 to Liverpool or anything like that, actually. Um, and we were kind of lucky in the first half to get in a 2 0. Um, but Cruz pass was Sorry, unbelievable for the goal. Yeah. Um, well, I want to go on to that. Do you- yeah. 
that that pass from Cruz, I mean, when I watched it back, I was annoyed at how much space and like he had on the ball. Everyone knows how good Tony Cruz is. Everyone knows how good he is on the ball. The one thing you can't do is let him just pick a pass, which he did. Um and that I think, like you say, mate, fifteen minutes into the game, I knew that it wasn't gonna be a repeat of the Arsenal game at all by any chance. Yeah. Um and 2-0, like you say, at half time was a bit of a blessing. I'd have taken to be honest, I'd have probably taken 2-0 at half time, um, <laughs> the way the game was going. Um Yeah. Second half, they, Liverpool improved. There was no shadow of a doubt, but it couldn't have been any worse than the first half. I mean, they were atrocious <laughs> in that first half. Um, Salah think, obviously scoring. What's that, sorry? No, it's just, yeah, Salah, yeah, they did really well in the second half for like 10 minutes, mm. but kind of just, I was, it was the first time I was properly scared about the defence. Like, obviously, Trent yeah. had a shocker, and there was all this talk about Trent and the England team mm. and stuff. And then once you, see that and then Phillips kind of looks a bit dodgy Kabak looks very slow and then you're kind of like wow this defense isn't actually that good at all <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it's just that's, like a very that's the scary thing when match it's a complete opposite of, of the Premier League where balls are played in the air a lot more the, yeah. you know um Viniscus was just running at people and I was yeah. like you say I was watching it thinking oh wow <laughs> like there's go. absolutely no mobility in that back line at all yeah, yeah, um, yeah, exactly. like the mobility fact that wasn't there I mean Phillips and Kabat to be honest I didn't think they played that badly uh in terms of individually I think they were let down definitely I think Nat Phillips was let down by Trent a lot but I think Trent was let down by Naby Keita not covering him um, I feel like if you've got a, we saw it against Arsenal, uh, you know, Thiago or, or Milner in that area, Trent can bomb forward and he's going to know that there's going to be someone there to cover him. Whereas with Naby Keita, he's f- almost further forward than Trent's going to be. So that yeah. whole right side of that pitch was so exposed for Liverpool, which meant Nat Phillips, who's not the most mobile and quickest of defenders, yeah. finds himself in a one-on-one with, you know, a 20 year old who's cut fast feet which is never you know he's never going to win that battle and I think he would have admitted that at any time but um yeah Jed, they just Jed, kind what of did looked you out make? of their depth didn't they they did yeah it was like you say it was the first time I sort of looked at that and thought yeah they're a bit out of their they're definitely out of their depth here yeah. um Jed as an outsider I know you watched the Dortmund game but when you watched the highlights what, what were you thinking in this tie um to be honest I had Real Madrid down as winning it anyway um mm. as, as winning this leg uh, I think that the Liverpool might get a draw at Anfield with them, uh, but I just, I, I just think that they are one of those teams, aren't they? That they seem to just everything seems to come together for them when they get to this stage of the Champions League, um, and even if they're not having a good season, which you know they aren't really in the league. Um, watching the game, I thought that the the first goal was just phenomenal. What a pass that is from, from Tony Cruz! I know he's touched on it, boys, but like absolutely brilliant ball, and then. From there, Vinicius has still got so much to do in terms of taking that ball down, controlling it, and not just absolutely spooning it to to the keeper. Um, <laughs> and he's he's done really well, and it's a good finish. It's I, I don't know whether you can really blame the defenders for that, but I mean, if Van Dijk's at the back there, he's probably not expecting the pass anywhere near. Maybe. Is it? <laughs> he's probably he's probably expecting the pass a little bit more, and you know, maybe cutting it out. So it, I think it's just down to how they read the game, really. Um, but. Overall, I mean, from watching the highlights, it seemed to me like it was a fairly even game, but Real Madrid deserved the win. Um, Liverpool obviously had their chances and got a goal as well, got the away goal. But um, yeah, seemed like seemed to me like Real Madrid were just too strong. Yeah, 
the thing is, at half time, you would have been happy with 2 0, basically. So, like, yeah. it's the same scoreline, and we got the away goal. So, that says it I all. Think the, away goal, the away goal's there. It, it, yeah, it's, it's big for Liverpool important. to have that. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. Anfield's. It's famous for its European nights, but only when fans are in it. <laughs> um, I think that it's a, it doesn't really mean anything uh, being at home anymore uh, with no no fans in the ground. To me, it, it's it's the same as playing anywhere. It's it's just an empty stadium. Um, but I'm obviously as a Liverpool fan hoping that another Anfield European night <laughs> is on the cards. Uh, can I see it happening? Probably not. Um, I can see Liverpool maybe getting a, a draw out of the game but I, I, I don't think that Liverpool can keep Real Madrid out for for enough personally I mean you, you uh, can never say never can you but I mean yeah. from just going off that, that performance from what it seems to me like as I say Real Madrid have basically got the job done at this point um, mm-hmm. I feel like they only need to go and, and play reasonably well do the same again really as, as they have done yeah. um, in in this game and, and they'll, they'll go through to the semi-finals um, it's a big job for Liverpool isn't it but yeah, I guess you can never really write them off anything that can happen in the Champions League can't it but um, yeah I don't. I wanted to touch on the Trent error as well like, what, is, what was he trying to do there do you think? I have no like, idea because he's <laughs> the ball's, he's clearly not like <laughs> not very experienced at like cutting those sort of balls out that go over the top they don't normally <laughs> tend to happen and normally someone's coming round and sort of sweeping them up behind him so um, you can tell he was like oh fuck what do I do and just sort of <laughs> I, I, any... I genuinely have no idea what, what he's thinking of with that header it's such a you bad can, header like... I, mean, I know it's like it's like put it out for a throwing or something mate or do anything yeah. with it except put it straight into the path of a centre forward. Like it, I don't know whether he's trying to go back to Alisson with it, which makes sense, but he's just not really connected. Guess, yeah, that's what he's no, trying. If like if if I'm if I'm Trent there, I'm just putting it out for a throw in if if I can. Like, yeah. Or let let it bounce and then put it out for a throw in. Like because he's got the pace to get there, isn't he? You know, he's not going to get out pace exactly. the winger. So yeah, it's a strange one. Um and obviously it's end up costing Liverpool. It's a shame for him as well, because after all that all that chat about him and <laughs> played week, so well against Arsenal, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, and it's like all the all the, the talk about him with the England squad and everything, it's like Oh, he's out of Reece James wouldn't There's have no done way. that. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way he's going now. I'm happy if he doesn't yeah. go personally. That's a little bit fun. I hope I hope none of them go. <laughs> I don't know about that. I, I reckon it I reckon it I reckon it'll still he'll still go to be honest. But he might not start though. Paul, anything more to add on this game? Um, I was I was just thinking that uh, VAR was... Yeah, the only other thing I was going to add was about VAR and how it actually kind of helped Liverpool in this game. Um, well, when it came to... I thought the Quebec tackle on Benzema was a stonewall penalty. I'm not sure he exactly meant to put his foot in, but or Benzema kind of like put his foot across, but I thought like in the Premiership that would have been brought back. Yeah. Given as a, yeah. Given as yeah. a penalty. Yeah. I don't think it was. I don't think it was a penalty for me. I think Benzema does stick his. He's looking for it and he puts his leg across. But like you say, we've seen much less a penalty given this season for that. Yeah, and in Europe, it's sort of a penalty that's traditionally you see given, isn't it? Really. Yeah, and then the man. I know. I I think um, Jed. Thoughts on the pen? The 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 Benzema one. I thought um, for me wasn't a penalty, but definitely seen him given because mm. you can tell he's looking for the contact I think that yeah. that's the referee's interpretation of it yeah which is yeah, fair enough true. Um, 
Yeah. The Mane one, I can't really remember what happened, to be fair. <laughs> Your man, he just looks at him, shoulders him in the back and And he, Melito just barges him <laughs> straight over. <Yeah. laughs> and... And then Real Madrid go up the other end and score. <laughs> that, yeah. You can kind of see the other thing, Militao, in the background. And he's probably just like, what What are you doing? Like, what's the point? Because <laughs> the ball's basically in Courtois' hands at this stage anyway. Yeah. Um, if that if that's given, you're, um, they've got to be looking at, like you say, Militao and going, why did you do that? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they probably still said that anyway, you know, don't ever do that again. Because yeah, um, <laughs> that might get given I don't next think they time. Ever, um, I don't think they ever give those one, those type of ones in Europe, really, do they? If it's like no. a coming together type thing. I think they're notorious for like, letting them things go, aren't they? Especially yeah. from like set pieces and that. So. <laughs> Moving on from Liverpool's woes, yeah, what could have been, to, uh, we'll start with Chelsea, we'll leave the big one till the end, uh, we'll start <laughs> with Chelsea, uh, beating Porto 2-0, I don't, did any of us watch this in the game, or were we all watching PSG yeah. fight in? <laughs> Not a chance. Not a chance. <laughs> no, again, like like you two, I, I you only caught the highlight. I caught the highlights of this. I don't think even paid, Chelsea fans were watching watch, that. Uh, you couldn't have paid me to watch this game with the other one on, on the other side, it's like, no way. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you know Chelsea won. Uh, Mason Mount and Ben Chilwell getting the goals, two away goals for Chelsea. Jed's uh, prediction of Porto been not being a rollover uh, coming undone. Porto <laughs> thoroughly rolled over for Chelsea. I'm, I'm sorry, but um, I'm, I'm sorry, but have you seen have you seen the highlights? Have you seen the highlights? Have you seen how many saves Mendy had to make in that game? I did. I'm, I did. I'm, I'm sorry, I, don't think, I don't think they rolled over at all, mate. Um, they score though, did they? No, they didn't. They didn't. But on another day, they would have had four or five. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was I was quite impressed with them from the highlights. Actually, I like Porto. They're a good, <laughs> good team. I'm still saying don't write them off. <laughs> no, to be fair, they in, in terms of um, shots and stuff, they and possession, uh, well, not possession, but in terms of shots, they they definitely had more. Chelsea dominated possession, uh, but ultimately getting the goals. Uh, the goals were good. I mean, Mason Mount's goal was a great finish. Uh, really yeah, nice, oh, yeah. really, really well taken goal. Um, and Ben Chilwell, he's like one of the few left backs I see who like rounds goalkeepers and stuff. And, yeah, like, that was unbelievable. It's like a training <laughs> like, ground sort of thing. Literally, yeah. Yes, I mean, he did look like a, a training ground goal, wasn't it? It's kind of, yeah. like yeah. He, he he did so well as well. He like it's a difficult thing to do to beat the defender first, and then mm. obviously yeah. continue and go around the keeper. I mean, fair play to him. Good goal. That's big for him, I think, because like Tuchel starting Marcus Alonso more and more yeah, over yeah. Ben Chilwell, and that sort of surprises me a little bit. But I mean, that's a big goal. Potentially puts him like back into the the mix a bit more, where Tuchel can potentially trust him a bit more. Um, yeah. Jeds, I know you probably still fancy Porto, maybe, but I don't <laughs> see Chelsea throwing this away. Paul, what about you, mate? We'll start with you. Do you see? Do you see Porto overturning this one? <laughs> Porto have Chelsea right where they want them. Um, <laughs> no, you'd back one of those Chelsea, famous European nights. <laughs> I said, I think I said in the in the group chat, we're uh, it's set up for a, a shock at the bridge. That's what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> Can't see it. Chelsea. Well, obviously not their West Brom game, but before that, they've been too good defensively, and so mm. to get a clean yeah. sheet as well in the first leg is huge for them after the weekend. So yeah, I'd expect them mm. to make it a boring enough game and yeah, get through. <laughs> They have, they, have, 
they owe the clean sheet completely to Mendy from what I saw from the highlights. Because <laughs> like the defend, like the defending didn't seem that great. To be fair, Porto found a, a way through it. You know, their team quite quite regularly. Um, yeah. So it seemed, uh, and he was there. Obviously, Mendy was there to make the saves uh, consistently. So fair play to him. But uh, yeah, I think yeah, two nil. If it was one nil, it's game on. Two nil. It's much more difficult. But then again, <laughs> like you know. You, you can never write them off. <laughs> you can never write them off. You can never write Porto off. <laughs> no, never. That famous European comeback side, Porto. <laughs> uh, before we move on to the big one, here is a quick word from our sponsors over at Manscaped. Hello, I'm Jake from the Total Screamers podcast. The Premier League's in full swing and that means it's time to throw on your club shirt and make sure you don't take a nasty tackle below the waist. Our partners at Manscaped are here so you stay clean and take care of yourself where it matters most. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. Join the movement for all your below the waist grooming needs with the code SCREAMERS20 at manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping on your order. That's SCREAMERS20 at manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping on your order. And we're back, boys. Uh, Bayern Munich PSG, the one we all watched. Uh, I think everyone in England who wasn't a Chelsea fan was watching this one. <laughs> um, what a game! Uh, what a player Kylian Mbappe is, and how and Neymar's proving that he is still as good as any player on the planet. For me, I thought he was unbelievable, Neymar last night. Um, Paul, we'll start with you. I know Jed's itching to get it in, so we're going to keep him waiting. Paul, we'll start with you. What were your thoughts on this game? Oh, it was just such a good game, wasn't it? Like, just one of the... This is like the sort of football game you want to watch every time you turn on the TV. Yeah. Just both teams going at it. And, like, it wasn't... I didn't really think the defences were that bad. It was just the attacking play was so good Mm -hmm. and that both teams were, like, looking... To score goals. Um, obviously, it was kind of set up perfectly when Mbappe scored so early. Um, but yeah, it was like they did so well, didn't they? To get the lead and then to regain the lead, like their heads could have dropped. And they just look, they, they just look a bit stronger under Pochettino um, and kind of working from the front. Like you could see Neymar tracking back all the time in the first half, especially, mm. um, which isn't mm. something you're kind of used to or think. Um, but yeah, it was just such a good game. I especially like loved in the end, like last twenty minutes, just any time Sane and Coman got the ball <laughs> straight at the fullback. Beat the it full was carnage, yeah. wasn't it? <laughs> it was incredible. They're such good players. Like, go on, Jed, let it oh, out. Mate. You just couldn't, you just couldn't take your eyes off it for a second. You don't see this at Coventry, do you? Oh, mate, no. I mean, everything about it was just was like, oh, it's just so good to watch. Like the snow. Just adds to the drama. It's yeah, like, oh, it did, didn't it? <laughs> love it. I think um, the the defending, Bayern Munich's defending was questionable, mm. uh, in my opinion. I know they were going for it, but there was times in the second half when they left themselves so exposed. And you see that like with the, the third goal, the, the second Mbappe one. Like, they left themselves so exposed to the counter-attack. And it's like, if you're playing against Neymar and Mbappe, you have to be prepared for that if you lose the ball. And it just mm-hmm. felt like they left so much space for them to just run wherever they wanted, you know, get the ball. And, and and if they get on the ball, then you've got to go and press and, and challenge. 
and they backed off Mbappe and and let him do what he wants, and that's where he got the goals from. It's just like that to me seemed a little bit a little bit suspect from Bayern, and I think that's probably lost in the game. But then on the flip side of that, they had about thirty shots and thirty one yeah, shots. I think. Like both both keepers really had to earn their money in this game. Um, Neuer should have done far better for the first goal. <laughs> as good as yeah. as good a move it was, as, as good as a move it was, and brilliant play by Neymar through his as legs. Well. It was through his legs, wasn't like, it? Something like that. Yeah, it's going to sort of hit his body and gone gone through yeah, him. It was very like, and it was a, quite a tame shot as well. To be fair, from questionable. Yeah. Um, straight at him as well. Um, that that you know he should have done a lot better with, but obviously, like Paul said, that set the game up perfectly. And um, then obviously the second goal that went in, the ball in from Neymar to Marquinhos in the box was just stunning. Absolutely brilliant. I don't think Bayern were expecting it. Um, they no. all stepped up and just didn't... They got caught out, basically, by that pass. And then once Marquinhos was in there, he's like, he's one-on-one. He's just going to put the ball in the net, isn't he? Like, only Joe Linton would have missed that chance. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, honestly, like, it's genuinely just such a good game. I, think, I feel like all you can say about it is... What a game. Unbelievable. Yeah. My personal highlight is the fact that Eric Chupamoting is still in a <laughs> like massive team playing in quarterfinals he's of scored. Champions League and scoring he's still. Scored. It was he's a good like, he, well, do you know what? He took his goal quite well as well. He did, and, yeah. Like, it was a free header, but yeah. you know, took his goal well and, and he, he really looks, good. He he looks like he kind of fits in that Bayern team. Not does, as, doesn't he? As as much as Lewandowski does, obviously. <laughs> Like, no, no, he looks like, him. <laughs> yeah, he, he looks like he fits quite well there, and obviously, yeah. he was trying back heels as well at one point in the second half. Like, he's got the confidence, ain't he? He's, uh, he's no, he's not in Stoke anymore. Yeah, it's what it's it. You know, he's a big, big, strong striker, isn't he? Like, <laughs> he does quite fit in, and but there's some mad stat in there about Stoke's like relegation team having played in Champions League yeah. quarterfinals all the way from 2007 or something it's totally oh, ridiculous yeah. like that Mate. Uh, you know, Stoke, uh, yeah, it was great um, I, I did thoroughly enjoy it and I hope the second leg is exactly the same because it'll be breathtaking and then I think which either side goes and plays Man City that you know that could be equally as good if not better or Pep could potentially play it play it safe oh, and be quite boring. If, if they play like that, you know, either team going through is going to make it a good game, isn't it? Like they were just they were just class. Like Paul said, whenever Sane and Coman got on the ball near the box, they were just taking mm. on the fullbacks and looking for the little pass for the overlaps and things like that. It was just like genuinely every chance they had, or most of the chances could have gone in on another day. And um, both I thought both keepers had had great games, apart from the mistakes that Neuer made. He made some really big saves as well at one point, but uh, a couple of points through the games. And then Navas was just, he had a great game in goal for uh, PSG. Like, absolutely incredible game. And yeah, like, like I said, really, really hope that the second leg lives up to it. Because if you think about it, both teams are going to have to go for it again, aren't they? Cause, Definitely. You know, Bayern are going to attack. They're going to try and overturn the, the, the goal, the deficit. PSG are going to have to counter-attack to get anything off by him like they've done in, in this game um, and when you've got players like Mbappe on the pitch like you know you're going to get goals I don't think either side is, is happy to sit back and defend either that's the beauty no. of it is both no sides chance. are going to want to attack who do you think is going through I think I've I think PSG at the start of the tie I'd probably have said Bayern but three away goals for PSG is huge like that's a massive amount uh, so for me that's what swings it 
to PSG's mm. favour. Um, what about you two, Paul? We'll start with you. Who do you think goes through in this tie? Yeah, I think you're probably right. I think it's just, it's too big a deficit, isn't it? Or it's kind of like, even if Bayern score, PSG will definitely score. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. The, yeah, the PSG attack is just too good to leave any gaps at the back. Um, and yeah, even at 2-all, when Bayern were going kind of at it, PSG had one breakaway and Mbappe scored. So yeah, I think I think it'll be a lot of goals again. Like, if Lewandowski's back as well, it adds like a whole new... Yeah, oh, yeah. whole new dimension poor, doesn't it to the poor, game poor two promoting will have to start on the bench though it'd be, it'd be a shame <laughs> Jed who do you think is going through this one mate uh, I think PSG I th- I'm, I'm with you mate I think PSG I think just like you say the, the Bayern's defending for me just look, look suspect at times they mm. they gave Mbappe and Neymar far too much respect um, and they paid the price for it Um I think that they'll probably tighten things up a little bit in the next one, but will they be able to handle uh, just the talent that there is in that PSG team? Probably not. What I'd really love to see is a PSG Dortmund semi-final. I thought that I think that would be amazing. Um, That'd be a great game, wouldn't it? Mbappe versus Haaland would be class. (laughs) Uh, Although, obviously, Dortmund have got more work to do than PSG to get there. Um, But, yeah, either way, I think we're in for another great game, to be honest, next week. Um, yeah, thankfully to, we haven't we haven't got to watch it. long to wait. It's only it's only next week, which is which is great news for us. Um, <laughs> do you think whoever comes out of this tie wins the tournament? Oh, I don't know, mate. I wouldn't write off Porto. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I knew you were saying that. <laughs> uh, I think for a serious <laughs> answer, do you think whoever wins this tie wins the tournament? <laughs> It's a very good shout. Um, well, I don't know, actually. Yeah, I don't know. They're, I think Bayern, if they get through, they're more likely to win it. Mm. But yeah, no, I don't know. It's, a, it's the stronger side of the draw anyway. I think if it, yeah. where the winner's going to come from, it's going to come from that side of the draw and not, you know, Chelsea, Liverpool, Real Madrid side. Yeah, as sad as it sounds for Porto I don't see them winning the tournament unfortunately um, but <laughs> um, oh, it's genuinely just I, just I wish that the next game was on like sooner than like, next week I wish it was the weekend or something it'd be, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it'd be so I think, like, I think if PSG so win they, you know, their confidence is going to be you know they put out Barcelona they'll put out Bayern and then if they get you know City they're probably sitting there thinking we're going to put you out as well and it's yeah, I mean, yeah, you know. like if if they beat if they put Bayern out, they've put out their strongest competitors to win the, the tournament, definitely. Yeah, um, definitely. But I mean, obviously, there's other good teams. There's there's good teams in the tournament. St- every um, team's still a, a, yeah, a strong and, side, aren't they? But yeah, exactly. Everyone has a chance, especially at this stage. But like, you'd you'd struggle to look past them, to be fair. Especially like, if they play really well against Bayern as well in the second leg. You know, if it's a convincing performance. Um, then you would struggle to look past them, yeah. Right, boys, that's all we got time for in this Champions League edition. Uh, a great, a great little debate on a lot of things, and we'll be back again next week uh, with the return legs of these fixtures. So, thank you, everybody listening, and don't forget to head over to Manscaped uh, and use our promo code Screamers twenty. You get twenty percent off and free shipping on your order. Cheery, bye. Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk. 
Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.